Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC and Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Well, welcome back to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and I'm here today with my co-host, Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Chris. And yeah, it's been, uh, you know, crazy times out there, but personally, I've had a great week. Family's doing well. I'm keeping busy, staying out of trouble. How about you? What's going on over there with you? Um, my wife had me move like five yards of mulch the other day. Like, <laughs> and it was the hottest day of the year. Oh, like yeah. You mentioned years. that. That's yeah, terrible. Like, oh, my God. And then today, today's is in the 60s. But, uh, but anyhow, it was all good. I got a good workout in. But uh, uh, next year, I'm I'm renting a machine or something, if that, or I'm just renting people for the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You're gonna pay someone to do that. That's a lot yeah. of work, Chris. That's uh, amazing. It, it's funny. So we have this big um, uh, bin or whatever we haul behind the tractor, right? And I counted it. It, it there's 125 shovelfuls in the bin, <laughs> and I did like eight of those the other night. I'm like. My God bless my wife. She's like the Energizer Bunny. Cause, I mean, it's ten o'clock at night. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, it's dark. I'm going in and take a shower. And she's out there till eleven o'clock. And then the next morning, I'm sleeping. I get this text. I can't get the shed open. I'm like, what? You're out there at six o'clock? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I so, couldn't handle that. I'd yeah, be like, you gotta chill uh, out. You gotta yeah. relax. <laughs> she's, uh, she's, she's great. She's, she's just, she's workaholic, but. So today I thought we would um, talk about a topic a lot of people don't like to talk about in, um, you know, saving for retirement and is it too late to save for retirement? Because we do have, you know, one of the first questions when people come in is like, do I have enough money to retire? Like you got what you got, right? So um, you, you're never going to answer that no. Some, actually, sometimes I do. I tell people, look, you, there's certain things you, you're still going to have to do because you don't have enough to just retire on because we know Social Security is only going to make up a portion of your, your income, and it's really not designed to be your only source of income during no, retirement. No, there's no way you could live comfortably on Social Security, yeah. that's for sure. So I read some study. Um, who was it by? Let me see if I can find out who was it by. Um, read a study that said... Retirement Confidence Survey from the Employee Benefit Research Institute said that, well, I'll just throw this out there. What percentage do you think, Tony, of people under 50, from 45 to 55, have less than $25,000 saved? Uh, What percentage have less than $25,000 saved? Yeah. A lot. I would say probably 75%. Yeah, a third. I mean, just 45 to 65. And then oh. the scary part was a quarter of people over Still 55 
That's still a lot. I mean, if anything came out of this pandemic and they probably, you know, they're not going to politically, they're not going to say this, but, um, you know, you need to have some savings. What if this was not a national crisis? What if you just fell on hard times? You know, right. You, you should have a few months saving. I mean, you know, we always tell people, look, you gotta have at least six months of savings, but, and I can understand when you're, you're just getting on your feet and you're in your twenties and thirties, you know, you, you haven't made enough to save enough yet, but you know, you're 45, 50, 60 years old there's no reason you shouldn't have money saved by then. But so, you know, I thought maybe we'd talk about, you know, what should we do if we're in that situation? So, um, so you can, uh, throw in whatever you want, but yeah, you know, the first, the first, like you got to start saving your butt off. Right. I mean, if you're 55 years old and you got less than 25,000, um, like you got to start saving and that's going to take, like we were talking about systemic changes. I mean, yeah. it's not like, uh, I can, okay, I can save, uh, I'll save this week, but I won't save anything next week. I mean, it's really, you're going to have to change. And are you talking I mean, about, seriously change. and Chris, you're talking about for both, uh, I would say have an emergency fund and Correct. saving for that and saving for retirement. But you've said in the past, like up to six months of salary in savings for an emergency yeah, that, fund. That's right? just for, yeah, yeah, that's just your emergency thing. So the first thing is to get that emergency fund built up, right? Sure. And what, you know, what's that going to take? You know, it's going to take, definitely going to have to change your purchasing habits, right? Sometimes, and I would say all the time, but sometimes buy the generic brand, right? Shop at one, of, you know, discount, you know, we have discount stores here like, um, know, save a lot and Aldi's and some of the, you know, the discount stores around, around the town, look, green beans are green beans, right? So, you know, you don't have to buy the name brand green bean can. <clears throat> you could buy, you know, the generic one. So you know, stuff like that is just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're paying two bucks for a can of beans versus 50 cents for a can of beans, eventually that's going to add up, right? all you bean lovers out there, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and yeah, it, it adds up. I'm not saying you got to do it all the time, but you know, don't buy the organic fruit, you know, once in a while you, you can, you should actually, the one thing I read that you should buy organic is milk. Oh, you really? One, one, one organic thing. It should be your milk. So really? I, I, don't, I don't remember why, but the, you know, that was out there. So, I mean, you look at, and sometimes you look at the organic fruit, and it's three or four times the price. Oh yeah, it's way more expensive. And and and, and, and people could do their research. There's certain items that, um, if you had to choose organic, you would choose certain items, right? Versus other items like, I don't know what it is. Like a, a pineapple might be not so much different organically versus non-organically. But so there's lists out there. So if you you know you just gotta be smart about it. Um, the other one, the big one, I think, is don't eat out as much. I think we've even touched on this on topics before. Oh, like, yeah. Hey. That's a, people spend a lot say, of money eating out. Some people eat out, you know, a couple of times a day. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to be smart about it. I mean, you could you, you could eat out, but you don't have to, you know, have $40 meals all the time or $100 meals all the time. So, um, and again, I'm not saying all the time, but if you lessen these things, um, the one that irks me, and I'm not a coffee drinker, but I mean, you see people spending four, five, six bucks for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, you can yeah, make it for yeah. and you, you do that. You can make it for probably ten cents at home, right? 
I, yeah, I don't know what it takes to make it at home, but, uh, cause I, again, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I couldn't think it's more than a quarter to make it. I, well, I know we have a Keurig thing here at the office and I think they run probably 40, 45 cents a cup. So, yep. um, you know, this, it, it just, it's going to take some discipline. Um, the other ones is, you know, buy a used car. You don't need to buy a new car all the oh, time. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge one. That's, that's tons of money. And I mean, you buy a slightly used car and you're going to save thousands of dollars. Yeah, I was looking at, uh, I don't know why I got this little itch to buy a convertible. So I was looking online and, uh, and I'm probably not going to get one because of my allergies anyhow. But uh, so, but <laughs> like the new, the new BMW convertible is 50 grand. The one that was two years old and had 20,000 miles on it was 27 grand. You know, so I mean, if you really want to save, you just got to be smart about where you're saving. And we all know that, you know, when you drive the car off the lot, it probably loses 20, 30% of its value just driving it off the lot because now it's used. So, um, so you really need to, um, to be cognizant and it can't just be, I mean, it has to be front of mind if you're really behind. I mean, you know, when you look at an item, well, I could buy the, again, I could buy the, the can of beans for $2 or I could buy the store brand for 50 cents. So, I mean, things like yeah. that, you just have to be consciously aware of your, your buying habits. Well, and it adds and up. That, I mean, that's the thing. People yeah. might think, well, this is a, a financial advisor who should be helping me save, you know, millions for retirement. Why are we talking about uh, cans of beans? But the bottom line is if people out there say, oh, I don't have enough to save or, you know, I'd like to save more, but I can't. And uh, I don't care how much money you have or how little money you have. There's always areas where you can save money if you're conscientious about it. And, you know, people don't like to think about budgeting, Chris, but I, I you're giving some great advice here. I mean, uh, I've saved a lot in these areas. You know, you kind of get into a lifestyle habit and then you're like, whoa, I'm spending a ton of money. You have to stop and look around once in a while at your budget, yeah. right? Especially lifestyles are, are big things. Um, you know, you don't have to have the, all the designer clothes and the designer shoes and designer purses and um for all those women out there, you know, I mean, you see these purses are, these purses are, you know, you, you can buy a purse that's five, six, seven hundred dollars. I'm like, you know, it's only like four dollars of leather there. Exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, it's that so, name. It's that name yeah, that's I mean, affixed but if you, if you're, to the purse. But I'm not saying anything against it. Like you, you've worked hard. You want to reward yourself. But if you haven't been saving, these are areas where you can save. You know, don't go out and party every weekend. You know, you, you know, you, you probably you probably could drop two, three hundred bucks a weekend just going out to bars and stuff, right? So, um, you know, just you just got to be smart about it. Yeah. And, and and as as much as we can tell you, I mean, it's kind of like a boxer and his manager. Like the manager could be the best. It could be Mickey, right? It could be the Mickey from be the best manager in the world. But you got to get in the ring. You're the person in the ring. You know, Mickey can't throw any punches, right? So. <laughs> So you have to step in the ring and, and get it done. So, um, you know, there's only so much that a financial planner or coach can do for you. You know, you just, you got to do it. Um, yeah. Another thing we talked about for people is, uh, you may have to work longer oh. or you may have to get, you may have to get a second job. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, a lot of people yeah. want to retire right now, but Hey, you might have to work a little bit longer or get a part-time job to make uh, your retirement work, especially yeah. if you want to retire early, right? Yeah. The, you know, you talk about 
hearing things from the past, like the generation before, there's often dad had two jobs, right? Yep. The second job, even if the second job just covered all your taxes and that you could, you could, uh, basically, I don't want to say bank your whole first paycheck, but like the more you make, uh, the more you could save. So it might take getting a, another part-time job for, you know, five, six, seven, ten hours a week just to, just to be able to save a little more money. Um, and if you work more, you, it should increase your social security in the long run. So it, as those, if you get more, um, years behind you with, that are higher earning years, those will replace lower earning years and your social security, eventually your social security when you retire is going to be based on the, the highest years that you had. So, um, yeah, you, you may have to work a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, the other thing, look, you, you may have to downsize. Oh, especially, you know, the kids are out of the house. You don't you know, like, you don't need, I shouldn't say this, but you, you know, like you don't need a five, six, 7,000 foot square, uh, f- a square foot house. Like you might want one and, it, and it's okay. If you want one, fine. If, as long as you can afford it. But if you're scrimping and you don't have any money saved, well, you know, maybe you can do okay with a 1500 square foot house or 2000 square foot house. So, um, you know, maybe buying a smaller home, might be the ticket. We've even had some people take out reverse mortgages. Um, and I don't usually suggest those, but if that's your last source of trying to get money and you really want to stay in your house, maybe reverse mortgage would work for you. So that might be something to look at. Um, buy less expensive cars. I mean, cars are a huge item that depreciate. Right. I think Tony, I think Tony, you told me you, you, you always buy used cars. Always. Yep. Never, I never, ever, ever uh, buy a new car because I, we always get that look for something really low miles, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like super low, like, you know, less than 30,000. So it's like a new car and, you know, it's got a lot of mileage left and some warranty left and you just save thousands of dollars. It's just, yeah. and then we get it paid off and we don't have a car note. Boom. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've, have a tendency to buy new ones, but I keep them 10 years. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, I mean you know, I have leased a car or two in it, in, in it but I, I don't prefer leasing one because I drive too many miles and, you know, it's nice to always have a car under warranty, but eventually, um, you know, you're never getting rid of that car payment. You're going to spend three, four, 500 bucks a month forever. Yeah. Versus, uh, you know, buy, exactly. buying the car and uh, paying it off, like you said, and then you don't have any car payments. So, you know, but you're going to have to buy a quality car. You know, I'm a Honda nut. So, uh, you know, we we bought Hondas over the years because I can knock on wood. I know you don't like us to do that, but knock on wood. They don't, um, <laughs> they really don't break down, right? No, I mean, Hondas last, are reliable. Last, yeah. I, I had a Honda truck, a Ridgeline, that I put 200,000 miles on it. And other than maintenance and, you know, changing the timing belt where you're supposed to, the only thing re- replaced on that car was a radiator, 200,000 miles. So, yeah. you know, just, you just gotta be smart about your, your, it really comes down to you gotta be smart about your spending. Yep. Cause, cause you know, if you are intelligent spenders, now I'm not saying live like a, a miser, but I think people are getting the message, right? You don't have to buy the, <laughs> right. you don't have to right. buy the $6 beer. The dollar beer is good enough. Right. So I'm not saying you got to change completely change your lifestyle. You just got to be smart about it. 
And, and you're not saying you can't splurge once in a while. It's just yeah, that yeah. it's just that everyday spending it can add up, and certain things you can like. Yeah, I can live with this and save a lot of money and put that into savings. Of course, the key is you talk about saving. Uh, but then that money you save ends up being spent somewhere. It's a, a lot of it just disappears. You've got to be disciplined enough to say, I'm going to save, you know, I'm going to cut back on this and this and this, and I'm going to put it into my retirement account, or I'm going to yeah, put other, it into emergency you know, savings. You know, probably the best way to make that happen is have some type of systematic withdrawal coming out of, let's say you, you, you get your paycheck, you put it in a checking account every month, have a systematic automatic withdrawal where you don't have to write a check out, come out of that account and go into another account, whether it's a savings account, whether it's a brokerage account, whatever it is, let's say you take two, $300 a month out every month or more. And it, you know, like if it's not in your account, you're not going to spend it. Right. So, um, you know, that's how we saved over the years. I, and then the other th- thing that my wife and I have done over the years is like, once the money goes into the savings, you know, we used, or brokerage accounts, whatever, it never comes out. I, I don't care if it's hell or high water; it's not right, coming out. Right. So that's awesome. So if so, if we're if we're short money, I have to work more, right? So, um, and we were able to save a good nest egg, put two kids through college, and their college is paid for because we saved. You know, it wasn't you know, n- nobody gave us a dime, nobody gives a penny even. So, you just had to be disciplined about savings, and you know, obviously there was years that. You know, now later in, in your career, you're making more money. That's different. But when, you know, when we first got married, we had the same, you know, troubles as everyone else. You know, when I first got out of college, we made 25 grand a year. Right. And that was a good job. Like I was an accounting major. Right. I mean, accounting major, we were, we were hoping to make, you know, 500 bucks a week back then. So, um, and it, it just takes discipline. And, um, and I think the, the systematic way of doing it is probably, especially if you're not disciplined, right? Obviously, people who haven't, I don't want to earmark everybody who hasn't saved, but you're not that disciplined, right? If you were disciplined, you would have saved some money by now. But so, right. so if you can get that thing automatically to come out of your paycheck or even your 401ks, you know how the 401ks, you know, it's automatically coming out of your paycheck because you, you don't see it, you don't spend it. Right. It's like you never had it. You're not worried about it. And that's the way you want it to be. Right. And and if there are any young listeners out there, you should do that early. I mean, when we, when we saved for our kids' education, you know, our kids are out of college now. So we started saving, I think when they were like two years old, we set up, we, we set up two 529 accounts and again, come hell or high water money went into that, their accounts every month until, you know, basically they were in college. Right. So, and I look, I'll tell you what we do. We, we put $500 each away every month for them for how many, 18 years, whatever. So, and fortunately that was enough, almost enough to pay for college. So you can't start when they're 16, (laughs) you know, it's kind of late then, but so if you want to get it done, you gotta, you gotta do it systematically. Yeah. That's huge. Any tips on your side, Tony? What, what have you been heard for? I mean, you do quite a few of these with other advisors, and um, I'm sure they uh, thrown out some nice tidbits on on savings. Well, but. yeah, I mean, I think you've covered all the major bases. I mean, you got to build up that emergency fund, and the classics are eating out and going to Starbucks, and 
buying used cars and not uh, buying the nicest of everything, uh, make it more special. Uh, you know, so when you do treat yourself, it, it it's going to feel better and you're going to feel better about having money. I mean, it's that peace of mind you get from knowing you've got that savings and that's huge. And I think that's what it's all about. I know you've helped your clients do that, Chris. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just a budgeting and looking at what you're spending is, is a big part of it too. You know, that's, that's, that's yeah. what's helped my wife and I, I mean, when you, when you step back and say, Oh, here's what we're spending. Uh, then I think it's easier to save. Yeah, most people haven't ever really done a budget. They just assume they're not bouncing checks. That's good enough. I guess the younger generation doesn't know what bouncing checks means. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, they like we're, we're, we're depositing our paychecks and there's always money in the account, so I guess we're doing okay. But, you know, just treat it like your savings account is another bill that you have to pay that month. Just right. get it into a different account. Um because it'll add up over time, and if you invest wisely, you know, if you use someone like us, um, hopefully uh, an investment advisor will help you um, pick the right things yeah. and try to not get in and out of the market at the wrong times. You know, people often ask, you know, why don't we just buy an index fund and just leave there? Look, that that's fine, but the idea of a money manager is not only to beat the indexes, but to, I think, really is in down times. Be honest with you, when the market's going haywire and it's going up, 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 money managers probably aren't that important, right? Because everyone's making money. It's in the, it's in the lean times or when or when times are getting tough, when to sell, when not to sell, sell, stay in the market, do, do the right things. Uh, really, the money manager is there as a, as a you know a coach for the bad times, right? So you can't hit that curveball. Stop swinging at curveballs. Right? So <laughs> I um, like it. That's a good analogy. Well, hey, Chris, we should wrap it up. Why don't you let okay. our listeners know how they can set up that complimentary consultation with you? Sure. Um, you could call our office, 440-886-3550, or look at our website, brooksidetax.com. And uh, we'll be glad to meet with you. And again, it is uh, complimentary because we want to make sure we can help you before uh, you actually become a client. So... Uh, again, call uh, either Regina, Cheryl, or somebody else. Cheryl will pick up the phone and, and be glad to give you an appointment. And we could do these appointments virtually if you don't want to come in with everything that's going on. So, All right. Well, hey, Chris, good episode and a lot of great tips and strategies today. Uh, but listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.